welcome to Create Chat, where we aim to give value and educate business owners on the creative process and what it takes for business growth, innovation, and marketing strategies. So welcome to the second episode of Create Chat. Uh, I'm your host, Pip Ray. And I'm Amanda Hamer. Thanks for popping in there, Amanda. Um, Today we're talking about blogging and why it's better than social media alone. Did we just say that? I think I just came up with that off the top of my head. No, we've got good reasons. We have have proof that this is is legit. (laughs) Good. It's not something that we, uh, we don't already know. So let's dive straight in. Tell me your top five reasons why blogging is better than social media alone. Um, I think having control is one of the top ones. You can control on your blog um, what it looks like, how it functions, how people are going to move through it. Whereas if you're using social media, um, for example, on Facebook, you know, that's determined for you the certain the way that things looked and how people move through the content. So I think that's definitely it. And you're also building brand recognition on your own platform. So you're putting content on your blog, the way that you want to appear. Um, There's no restrictions. So people can go there and that's your brand authority. That's where you're putting all your content that people can have access to. Um, Yeah. Okay. Well, as a reformed control freak, uh, I know what that feels like, but it's really important that we're able to control uh, our brand reputation and, the, you know, build a recognition platform around, you know, what it is that we actually want to say and what we stand for in our business. So I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just being a designer, wanting to control how it looks is also something that maybe I have a bit of control issues over, but um, that's fine. <laughs> um, we, the next one we had was SEO. Now, this is a big topic. Um, and there are lots of experts out there, but really how simple is SEO? Well, in terms of, um, organic SEO. So if you're blogging regularly, um, and the content is reflecting what you're doing and the search or keywords that your audience might be looking for, then it's, it's going to be fantastic for you. It's going to make you, you know, you're going to be hiring Google searches. If people are searching that relevant information, um, it's, it's the best way for organic SEO is to consistently blog. Now in preparation for these podcasts, we did a little bit of a Google search. Tell me what came up when you put in blogging versus social media. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a topic that I've been, um, looking at for quite a while. And I actually did a blog post in 2017 on this topic. Um, so yeah, we searched it and that was the top thing. The top result that came back was my blog post from three or so years ago. Um, nowhere was there anything to do with anybody's, not just mine, anybody's Facebook posts or content on this topic. So we're searching Google. What then about Facebook and Instagram? Like how do you search that? It's difficult, right? Have you tried to go back and yeah. Yeah, I've tried to find that post that I went, oh, I've got to remember to read that one. Yeah, I've done yeah, it's it's difficult. And even if I know maybe the person's page or the business page that I found it on, you then gotta you know, still go back and scroll through. The search functionality is um is pretty difficult. 
Yeah, well, um, I've done a couple of the journalism uh, Google classes and there's some great tools for Google. I've done a blog on that as well um, just to help people do a specific search for something that they're looking for. So if you're, you're able to actually narrow it right down to what you do want and actually exclude what you don't want. Yeah. So there's some great stuff on that. Check that blog out. Well, that's, I mean, I mean, nearly every day I'm like, I'll just Google that and you just search it. And these are the results that are going to come up if people are searching your relevant topics. So yeah, you need to be blogging. Well, yeah. And also SEO is very much the, um, the, the master, I guess, in searching because it's got this algorithm, whereas Facebook doesn't, but Facebook does have a good advantage. And what's that? Um, the advantage of Facebook is you can kind of use it as a bit of window shopping. So the idea is for, for everybody is blog and put all your content on your website and then put little snippets onto your social media. So it might be a bit of an intro, a bit of a teaser, a nice graphic, something like that, that's going to get them interested and they're going to click through and actually want to come into your shop, which is your website or your blog on your website. Um, and that's where they can actually, you know, absorb the information and get everything. So I, I love the term that socials are actually a door opener to your own personal brand or your shop online presence, that sort of thing. So I think that's a really good analogy. And that's why we say that blogging is better, but we do need social media as a great strategy to bring people to the door. Yeah. We love social media. It's fantastic. But yeah, you just got to learn the way that's going to most benefit you in the use. If you're posting everything only on Facebook, people are going to have a really hard time coming back to get that information when they want to read it again. Now, where can we find that blog on that you did? <laughs> on my website. But um, look, if you go to the Create Chat Facebook page, we're going to have all the links there and practice what we preach and, and put our, um, you know, little snippets there for you to then um, then go to our websites to find. Awesome. Now, number three. Um, well, look, your blog is going to be timeless. We just proved that. It's going to come up in search results mm. for years to come. It's going to be really longer really longer lasting. And we're going to talk later about uh, how to construct your blog so that it actually does come up in the searches, how to analyze the words and use the, st- the terminology and the language that actually is going to be more effective for you. But one of the timelessness is that how long, I mean, what's the earliest search that we can go back to with Google? I've got no idea. We could maybe, I don't know how we figure that one out but maybe just doing a Google search, I'm sure it would come up. But it's something like 30 years. It's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. 30 years. It's a long time. It's a long time. A lot of information has been put something like 19, uh, I think it might be 1982 or something. It's going right back. Yeah. Would it be early 80s, I would say. Yeah. That's actually before I was born, just oh. to throw that at you. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. Well, look, we have our birthdays are a couple of days apart, so that's exciting. Uh, all right. Uh, number four, this is what we have touched on this before, but it's accessibility, isn't it? What? Yeah. What is that? Well, I mean, Facebook decides. We all know that. They decide who's going to see see your posts and it's it's potentially people that have liked your page, but even then you're not even guaranteed that those people are going to have access to it. And the algorithm is constantly changing. So if you've got some Facebook ads and you've really just nailed down that audience, um, you're going to have to keep tweaking it when that algorithm changes. And nobody, nobody can crack that and they're just going to constantly change it. So it's super frustrating. Yeah, it does put a few limitations on, like we said, just even with the searching, um, you know, 
you have to know the page or you have to know the name of the person. Mm. Um, it's pretty pretty bland. Well, that's it because on your blog um, you can actually have all of this broken down into categories so people can just go there and know that you've done something on podcasting or digital assets and that's your category and they find everything there so it's quicker. Well, I know that I'm searching digital assets. Like all, this, all the main ones come up on that top not top page, and I don't go past the top page anymore. No. You just know where to go. No, no, most people don't. <laughs> All right, number five, top number, top one. This is the number one. This is it. Well, we really think, especially based on what we've just discussed, that it's going to be the best digital asset that you invest time in. It really is going to be the gift that keeps on giving to you and your audience. Mm-hmm. I think that's. You want to explain how it does that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think you can invite people to your blog through social media or however. Um, but if you actually include backlinks and other links within your blog post that are going to kind of take them on a bit of a journey around your blog. So the different topics that you cover that might lead into each other. Um, you know, for example, we were talking about this podcast and how you're like, oh, I've got three or four blog posts. So they're all going to be relevant for people to read and they're going to come in on one of those four. Um, but if you have links through to the others, then they might take the journey and read the whole kind of series, I guess. So, um, and you know, linking to other relevant articles and digital assets as well. Yeah. So it's just a, like there's a, so many channels then, isn't there, that we, they can come in through. It's not like you've got to come down the one path with one gate, find the key and open it. No, it just opens it up massively for people to be able to absorb and find your content. But what we do want you to know is that we love social media and that's where we hang out. <laughs> we are on all platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, as well as Instagram. I'm trying to get onto TikTok, but I just can't. I'm, I reckon we should do it. My, t- my 13-year-old's just barred me. She said, don't do it, mum. It's embarrassing. <laughs> We're at that point. So we do want to say that we have got uh, some great strategies around um, social media that you can use to drive traffic towards the blog. And that's what we're saying, isn't it? Essentially, even though you're building your own brand and on your website and um, you're providing all that value, you've got to get people to actually go to it first. Yeah, that's right. Your whole, yeah, your whole knowledge base should be on your website within your blog, but you need to get people there. And that's where social media is really, really handy. So now we're going to give you... I'm just going to say, I can hear your chair creaking as well. (laughs) It is actually quite a creaky chair. (laughs) Um, So now we're going to talk about blog construction and the language that you use and analysis. And to talk about that is Miss Pip Ray from WordStyler. So anyway, look, she's got some great tips and knowledge. I do, I do, and I'm constantly upskilling all the time to try and tweak these blogs that you know we create, and I teach people to create, and I do for other people. Um, but one of the ones uh, I love, my writing coach, she puts it so simply, Liz Campbell. She's just, she just simple format and keep it really simple, and then build out from that. So in the construction of a blog, you first have to decide on your intention, and this is really, really important because it leads into the types of language that you're going to use as well as the content that you will include. Um, So we look at a headline and there's heaps of headline generators out there. You've just got to Google that and it brings it up. Um, We look at your lead sentence. So how you can attract attention so that people are, it's thought provoking and people are interested in the content that you're going to provide. And then not So usually it contains around three points of information that you might want to share. 
Uh, they could be anything from ideas to research, facts that back up your or social proof that back up your opinion, any sort of concepts that you want people to consider as well as the solutions that you might be able to offer. And usually that is followed then by a call to action. So it's a pretty four, it's a four step process and very simple. And the niche you can get, the more effective it is. That all sounds fantastic. And I think it's really easy to implement, as you say, with just going, following the steps each time and just including certain things. Um, it really makes the whole thing stronger and more engaging. So the other thing that you've got to think about is, again, that language, but how do you uh, analyze it and how do you assess it so that it's really effective? And one of the tools is that once you've written your blog, you can actually use a um, an SEO search there where you put the entire blog into it and it actually tells you all the keywords to pull out. And they're great. If you can identify those, you can then use those in your backlinks to other articles that you might have written. It does take a little bit of time when you're doing that, but it's definitely worth investing in because it just creates that journey like you were talking about before for people who are reading your blog and it keeps them interested. Also doing that is goes back to the SEO, the organic SEO that we were talking about before. So all these things are just connected in terms of like a big web, but if you go through and just make sure you're ticking off all of these things and it will really benefit you and come back. And the last one is the language. And this is, comes back to that intention, but ultimately it's things like creating awareness, providing information, whether it's going to be uh, educational or persuasive sort of text, you know, to give them your opinion. Um, whether it, you're not, you're trying to engage people. So that's a lot of questions uh, and also providing the backlinks. Entertainment is huge. Um, it's a really great way to uh, that comedy se- sense of through your, your language or that conversational type of piece, as well as problem solving and whether or not there is a connection uh, with your audience. So this, uh, this creates that emotional awareness and reflection. So it really is able to connect your audience to what's going on. Well, I guess it's all about the connection, right? In terms of everything that we're doing. So if you can nail the, what your audience wants in terms of the terminology and the tone and all of that kind of thing, you are going to make that connection. Yeah. And that's sort of whatever your intention is, that's what you want the state you want to create in your language. Uh, A lot of the popular stuff is conversational. It's where people, it feels like when you're reading it, that somebody is actually talking to you, but I guess that's also what a podcast is like as well. So we're talking to you, the business owner. We are. (laughs) All right. Uh, So that's a little bit about the construction, analyzing and the language of blogging. And you can find more information on my blog called A Blog About Blogging, which I know there's about a million of them, but we just keep putting it out there. And But I think it's what makes blogs really, really powerful is when you see the image that is connected to the blog. And I know that you're an expert in this. So we want to work out how do we pick the best picture because you only get one. Well, that's right. Yeah. And I think, look, I mean, in terms of everything that you discussed, having that slap line and that headline is really important. Like I think that is very important, but it also is probably on par with the image that goes with it because, you know, firstly, people don't read that much anymore. So if you are just flicking through, maybe it's the image that initially gets your attention and then you get hooked in, you know, by the slap line. Um, but in terms of thinking about your imagery, I think you need to consider a few things. Um, 
we're all about brand. So you need to have images that are going to be in align with your brand. So your audience um, instantly connects them with your brand. But I guess you're writing different types of blogs. So maybe you're writing something that is um, completely your opinion about a story about you, your journey. Maybe you want to include a nice image of yourself. That's fine. Um, But if you're maybe um, referencing other things or talking about topics that may be slightly wider audience, um, just choose images that are going to um, reflect that or attract that audience. So if you're going for something that's a little bit more comical, you can maybe use brighter colors or a bit more of a crazy image. Um, If you're going for something that's um, maybe talking about business analytics or that kind of thing, then maybe you need something that's a bit more serious. It's a bit more along the lines of that tone. So I guess I would um, encourage people to have a range of those blogs. Don't just always be talking about a certain thing. Um, but if you've got those range of blogs also have the range of images too. So I know on my blog, there's a lot of images of me. If I'm talking about something specifically, you know, that I'm knowledgeable on. Um, but I've got some crazy images too of, of certain things as well. So, but also just, you know, make sure it connects to that strap line. Um, and it just all needs to be consistent. So whatever you decide to do, just make sure it's consistent moving forward. Now, where can you get photos or images if you, you know, you can't afford a photographer or, you know, you can't like, I mean, there's lots of Google images that you can use, but what else can you do? Um, there's a lot of stock imagery that's quite, um, quite good. Um, I mean, I use iStock quite a bit. Um for blog posts. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different, a lot of different ways you can do Google searches. Um, but yeah, if you're, yeah, back to Google. Um, but yeah, look, I like iStock. There's a lot of different stock imagery that you can find. Um, a lot of stock imagery I'm not a huge fan of, but if you find, I guess, a series or a theme or a color that you can kind of go with, that can actually work quite well with your branding if it's balanced with, you know, other branded imagery. It's, yeah, it's not all, you know, iStock kind of, kind of imagery. It can work really well. But in particular for your own brand, it's really important that one, you be in it. So yeah. in investing in a really good photographer who can take, you know, even a dozen good shots of you doing what you do, when you're able to, when you're writing those blogs about yourself and your brand or your business, you can actually include those. It really does create a greater connection too, doesn't it? Like it raises yeah. um, that reputation of of what you stand for. Yeah. And it makes you the person of influence on that topic because they're relating those articles and things you're writing back to you and your brand. So, um, I think definitely include photos of yourself as much as sometimes that feels uncomfortable. Yeah. For those of you that don't like to stand out, I'm sorry, it's time. And this is your sign. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, if you want to build your brand, uh, your personal brand, especially, and your business profile, that's exactly what you've got to do. And, uh, I think blogs are really, um, quite easy to do. It shouldn't take you any more than half an hour, spend 20 minutes researching and put it, put a time limit on it. I think that's the other thing too, isn't it? It's how to, you know, find an image and write about it or write a blog and then find the image. I don't, I'm not quite sure how I just sort of do both. It can go either way. Yeah. A lot of the time I'll maybe write the blog first and and then connect the image to it. Mm. But as I, yeah, I think keep it into a time frame. A lot of the time I'll come up with what my intention is for the blog and then I'll come up with like say five points and then expand on that and then find an image to match. So everyone kind of works a bit different. Yeah, I work the other way. I find the image and then I'm able to, that's the inspiration for me. 
But isn't that strange because you're yeah. more about words and I'm more about images and we just we just flipped to that totally. <laughs> I don't know what that says. but uh, oh, Synergy. There you go. There you go. That's so funny. Now, especially I guess what the last thing we want to talk about in a blog is this call to action. There's this huge buzz around that at the moment. It's a great term, but what does it actually mean? Well, I guess you want them to take the next step. So you want them to have been engaged and loving the blog and the content, feel connected to it, but then they want more, they want something more. So we talked about links to different articles and things, so that's fine. Um, But if you've got like a digital asset or somewhere else they can go to get something from you or absorb something, then that's really great. So I guess, um, yeah. Yeah, I've got a, I'm running a campaign at the moment where I've identified 16 digital assets that you can easily create. So it's on my Instagram and basically then it links back to a blog to talk about how to actually create it um, for yourself. So you can find that on WordStyle. <laughs> but also um, just having ha- knowing what else, like how effective they can be are those call to actions because literally they can link to a product that you might be selling, which is the solution to that person's problem. And that's the reason why they read your blog in the first place. That's right. Yeah. I mean, look, it can, it can, as I said, it's a big web that just draws you in and everything connects in different ways and people um, absorb and react to information differently too. So that's why we would encourage you to use these range of things and not just one particular style of what you're doing. Yeah. So on our next episode, we're actually going to be talking about how one digital asset becomes actually over a hundred digital assets and touch points for your customers to get in touch with you. So we're really excited about bringing you that episode because uh, this is, well, we're actually doing it. It's called a podcast. That's right. So yeah, look, we, we're going to yeah go into it and how from the one asset, whether it is a podcast like you and I are creating, or if you've just got an ebook or a video or something, how you can kind of draw down all these different things. And that's going to help with the social media strategy and what you're doing on social media, because we love social media and it works, but you need to have the strategy behind it. So if you use your blog posts and your website as like this base of this hub of all the information, um, and but then you're sharing it out to all these other platforms, that's when you can bring them back in and then share the journey through what we just discussed. Yeah. So our call to action today is to go to our websites, dream, daydreamcreative.com.au or wordstyler.com. Check out the blogs. We've actually got another five uh, reasons why um, blogs are actually more more effective than social media alone. So you can get those as well to try We're going to try and convince you a little bit more on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think we have, I think we've been able to say that you need to build your brand and your identity on your own platform because we just never know when Mark's going to flick that switch, do we? And uh, if it all comes crashing down, you still need an online presence so that people know that you're available. And Google search is probably one of, you know, is the most, it's actually a, a verb now. To Google it. Uh, it's a bit like Zooming. Yeah. It's become a verb. So it's really an, it's an action that you can take to actually find the solutions that you're looking for. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, we'll see you on the next podcast of Create Chat. So thank you, Amanda. Thanks, Kim. And uh, until then, stay safe. We have covered a heap on creating and building strong brands today. But something we'd like to cover in more depth is how to measure your brand awareness or brand lift. To hear more on this, tune in to another episode of Create Chat coming soon. The five blogging reasons, blog construction, 
how to blog a blog. Oh, this is a blog on, on blogging. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So deciding on the intention of a blog, and I'll do a blog on that as well. So I might make it. I've done a blog on. Yes. At the end of the blog. Yeah. And click on the blog to go to the, through to the blogs. So we've got, we've created 10 blogs. I'm, I've probably got about three blogs just out of this blog. Um, after you've written your blog, you can, that might lead into another blog. So how do you, then how do you actually do that? How do you actually create these blog post pictures? And <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about that and then I'll talk about the graphics. Yep. Okay. <laughs> mm. How to create a blog. Mm-hmm. Like this. And okay. then we'll talk about the next blog, the next podcast, the next podcast which, which is creating from one podcast or one digital asset page and create Yeah. This be good for the blog that I'm doing today. <laughs> but from each blog, we can then pull out um, a quote. Yeah. So you- <laughs> create, create, a, create a podcast, then you create a blog, and then you use it on your social media. Hello. And put it in your newsletter. And then you take that quote, which will be also used in social media. That's it. Done. <laughs> Session over. <laughs> can we not just use this? Literally, literally. Uh, well, I can tell you. It, you can make that. It took about 41 minutes. Creative chopping up. I reckon we've done it. I reckon it'll take me five hours to chop up, but 41 minutes on how to create a podcast to create a blog <laughs> that will then lead into where a podcast can become a valuable digital asset. I've listened. <laughs> I feel like it's all, you know what, I feel it's all in the space though. Like I feel like it's all up here. Like you can't touch it, you no. can't smell it, you can't taste it, but it somehow it works. It works. It works up with the brain yeah. thing. Get the brain, going on. It's there. All right. Will we start? Yeah.